Okay, here we go. Hello, this is Landed Angelo. <coughs> uh, right. I, I've been. I'm trying to wrap this up. I want. I want to cover the fact that I'm going to grad school and the fact that I'm leaving my job of six years. These are fund. These are monumental events in my life. Occurrences, shifts in priorities and whatnot. Uh, it's a big deal to me. Um, and and processing those things is is. Uh, it's important because I'm, I'm going into a situation in graduate school that is both financially and intellectually and, and creatively and, and physically as well, emotionally. Uh, it's going to be challenging in a way that I, I sort of have been avoiding. When I graduated from my undergrad at a late age, I've done everything at a late age, everybody. That's me. That's this guy. I'm a late bloomer. I'm a late bloomer. It's one of these days I'm going to sprout up. Um, get a little hair on the chest. Oh, God, if only that were a problem. What I wouldn't give to be a smooth 20-year-old man, you know? But just smooth-chested. Out of life. Anyway. Um, all of that... All of the uh, undertaking here is going to be really challenging, and I'm scared. I'll be honest, I'm, I'm a little bit terrified of it. Because uh, when I graduated at a late age uh, from my undergraduate program, everyone I knew was preparing, at least at some point soon, uh, to go into a graduate program because that's what artists do. It's called a terminal degree. you got to get your terminal degree. That's the final one you can get. And then you could be taken seriously by the art world at large, writ large. Uh, the art world is is a concept. It's a construct, not a reality. But there is something uh, there is something to that. And I did not plan to engage the art world in such a way. But I knew that I wanted to get that golden MFA. I wrote it down somewhere. I think I've covered all this. Uh, that golden MFA was too much because I had to pay my bills and I, had, I already was in debt from going into undergrad in the first place because I ain't come from no money. I got nothing, right? If I had come from money, I would have gone to college straight out of high school. Uh, but I didn't. Straight out of uh, high school, I went to a community college and there I stayed. Because I thought, in order to engage the art world, I needed to be uh, skilled, highly skilled, which is true. Uh, and I didn't have any money, which is true. And uh, community college is cheap, and, and they, don't, they don't really care if you hang around, at least not in those days. This has changed. You can't do that anymore. Uh, I know this from teaching at a community college. You can only take a class uh, twice. Isn't that wrong? So what about all them old ladies who want to hang out for the rest of their uh, retirement taking ceramics? Nope. No can do. Uh, too bad, huh? It sucks. I think that's stupid. What do they care? They're getting the money. Anyway. Um, right. It's going to be a challenge leaving the job of six years. I can't wait, honestly, to see my boss's face when I tell her I quit. I'm afraid, you ever have a situation like this, you think it's going to go one way, it goes the other, and it goes the other in such an opposite way that it actually is much worse. 
that you thought it was going to go well. This is what I'm expecting, so I'm preparing myself for the disappointment. But I would like it to be a shock to her. But I think she's going to go, oh, yeah, I, I thought that might happen. All right, well, don't let the door hit your ass. I think that's how that's going to go. I don't think they're going to miss me around there. I am, I am quite the squeaky wheel. Except for the past few months, I've been laying real low. I don't want to cause any trouble right at the end, you know what I mean? Maybe that's better, actually. I don't know. Maybe I should cause a bunch of trouble. I was thinking maybe if I make myself the model employee, shut my mouth, do my work, don't cause any trouble, don't raise any ruckus, perhaps they will miss me when I'm gone. Isn't this gross? I know. I know. I'm ashamed as well. Okay. When I leave that job, I will have no income. Because the only other income I have is the supplemental thing I've been doing while I was teaching, which was nice when I was full-time at the job, because it was a night job for me, teaching. <clears throat> so that's an, extra, that's an extra paycheck every month that I didn't have before. And all of a sudden, I got savings again. Imagine that! Living in L.A. with savings. What is this? Who's, who's doing that? No one. This guy, that's why. Uh, but then, when I took the other class, I had to go part-time. No more savings. In fact, uh, I had to dip into. It's not good. The paychecks from the school are good, by the way. Hourly, of course. If you calculate it hourly. The problem is, if you're an adjunct professor, or instructor, I should say, you only teach once one class. If you're lucky, you teach two. Community college has a rule you can only teach one over here. That means I'm only going to get one class, which is six hours, which is six-hour paycheck every week, you know. It's not great. And then the hour of whatever, uh, office hours we got. They give it, it's, it's a seven-hour paycheck or something like that. So the pay is good if you consider it hourly, but then nobody can make a living doing one class. And the only way to get four or five classes to make a living is to uh, be a, a full-time professor, which I can't be without my uh, graduate work degree, without a master's degree. And there we go. That's why I'm doing this. It's not the only reason, but it is a big motivating factor because all of my decisions in life, unfortunately, because of my father and the way I was raised, no... No offense to my dad, because my dad never had any money, and he still doesn't. And my dad raised me to be practical, but he, he didn't crush my dreams the way that other parents might have and may tell me to be a doctor or a lawyer or whatever, some other scum sucker. No, he, I mean, he did encourage me to be an artist, because he always wanted to be an artist, but he didn't let me uh, ignore the practical, right? He didn't encourage me to take some bohemian lifestyle out. San Francisco and do this or that or do the East Village and go there. I, I didn't get, I didn't, I wasn't, I didn't feel like I had the freedom to do that. In fact, from a very young age, I was told if I wanted to have this or that, I would have to get a job. And I'm thinking maybe that's how parents should be, but a lot of parents aren't like that. A lot of people, our kids I came up with ain't got no money, but then we moved around a little bit and we, I, I met some new kids who did have some money. And the, the contrast is interesting because they uh, have what, what you might call a golden parachute at a, at a corporate office. 
it's like, well, I'm in high school now, and I don't work part-time at the, at the Piggly Wiggly or whatever, uh, but I also um, have my college all lined up because my parents been saving since I was a little kid. I didn't have any of that, and I don't have it now. So all that stuff was, I had to fund it myself, and it was very challenging, and it's going to be challenging again now that I'm a grown-ass man with, with I don't know, with my body falling apart and whatever. How am I going to do it now? I pay for insurance now. I didn't do that back when I was 20-whatever. I do. Huh. It's tough, you know? And I've had a full-time job uh, since I got out of school the entire time. And in before and during and all of it. I can't have a full-time job in the graduate program is what I'm getting at. Because the graduate program is self-motivated, focused art. It's not you take a class and you do some projects. It's, you have to put in a lot of time. At the time, it's. I know people who do a full-time and do an MBA or something. But that's because there's study involved. It's all, Making art is like the most time-consuming thing in the freaking world. I have to put aside hours and hours and hours to, to create things. To make physical objects. Hello. So the only source of income I'm looking at here is the teaching. Now, the easy thing about adjunct teaching, you don't know if it's going to happen until the week before because it's all based on enrollment. There are full-time faculty at every college, and then there's adjuncts. They basically the fill-ins, the... The replacement crew, and they are, they come in when there's overflow. So for, for all the full-time faculty teaching as many classes as they're allowed to teach, and those are all full, and the enrollment is high that semester, then adjuncts come in and teach extra sections at those same classes, and everybody's happy, including the students maybe, unless they wanted the, the full-time professor or whatever. If enrollment is down for one semester to the next or one year to the next or whatever, if the college takes a dip or if whatever happens in the economy, whatever it is, all of us take a dip. So if my class doesn't fill, right now I have five enrolled in the classes coming up in the fall. Five. If that class doesn't fill, which has got to be 18 or 20, I think, uh, I won't be able to teach that class and I won't have that income. Right? So that's the challenge. So I'm, I'm really living uh, on hopes. On the fumes of hope. Now I have managed to put away a little bit of savings. But I don't know if it's going to be enough. I also took out a student loan. Which uh, I hoped I wouldn't have to do. But I do. Uh, so those will be something... But again, still self-funded, still trying to make this work on my own, in my own way, with my own uh, uh, resources, my limited resources. And that's real friggin' tough. So, quitting the job was the hardest part. Now, I've been looking to leave this friggin' job for years, but... At least two. And one of them was real serious searching. Like a real in-depth searching. But that's the year I also encountered my struggle with ethics of work. Um, 
So, uh, leaving this job was the hardest decision in this whole chain of decisions that has been difficult. Uh, because although this company don't pay for shit, I am uh, uh, stable and uh, and uh, taken care of in, in terms of like how long I've been here and, and how much I can sort of count on. The argument against quitting the job has always been, well, how are you going to, when you're in the middle of the graduate program, how are you going to fund... Uh, your food and, and medical expenses and all of the other things that come up as, as a grown-ass man. Um, and then, of course, you're putting yourself in the hole at a very sensitive age to be putting yourself in the hole. Right now, you got 401k, you got benefits, uh, you got a steady paycheck, um, you have a measly little yearly rise that they give you. Uh, perhaps that is what you should uh, count on more than this sort of uh, unsustainable uh, or uh, impractical or uh, in uh, uh, unsure future that you're, that you're hoping for. So do you put the stock in the hope or do you put the stock in the job, in the, in the, the, the bird in the hand, as it were? Now, I love having a bird in my hand. I love my little birdie. And who's going to take care of my birdie? Who's going to make sure he's okay? Make sure he's got seeds and everything in his crop. You got to fill that bird's crop, man. Um, it's always been the trouble. It's what kept me from going to university the first time. And that's why I went late in life. And that's why I'm backed up. And I'm now doing this late in life. It's the, the stability that my father taught me. My father, uh, funny enough, always followed his dreams. <laughs> while preaching stability, much like every preacher. Preaching stability while following his dreams. Um, we... <laughs> I don't even know what my dreams are. That's the problem. So graduate school has a practical element to it. Oh, that's important detail. It has a practical element to it, which helped me to pull the trigger. Because I couldn't find one bit of stability in that plan. I couldn't find one bit of practical, logical, uh, sensible uh, decision-making in that plan to, to drop everything I currently have and, and, and pursue something that I know nothing about, the future of, <laughs> at a time when everybody's basically saying art school is for suckers. I'm not disagreeing. No, I am disagreeing strongly. Art school's not for suckers. Unless you go to one of those uh, tech schools. That may be for suckers. I don't know. Who's to, who knows? And maybe paying an artist... Oh, here's another rant I've been on before. Paying an artist... Who's just set up their own shop, seven or eight hundred dollars to do an online class where you get an hour of their time every month? Maybe that's for suckers, but I don't know about school. I don't know about a formal education. I don't know if that's for suckers. Um. Still, I needed to find one practical hook to hang on, hang my hat on here, or I wasn't going to be able to follow this through. 
And the one thing I could find that made a lot of sense to me is that I've been having trouble finding other teaching positions around the area or across the country. I'm willing to relocate at this point. And I like teaching and I would like to do it again. And it's a lot better career than this bullshit I've been doing. And at least it it it, it uh, stimulating uh, 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 intellectually, unlike this bullshit I've been doing. It's not reliant on some corporate hive mind to tell you how to be, unlike this bullshit I've been doing. Uh, I really like teaching, but I've been having trouble applying to a lot of different places around the area I currently live in, and would like to apply across the country, but. Across the country, this seems to be a standard master's degree required. Now, in order to get the jobs I had, I filled out a lot of paperwork and did a lot of interviews and did a lot of portfolio review and all kinds of stuff to prove that I was at least competent for the job. And that was very hard. But a lot of places, they won't even touch you with a a 10-foot cattle prod uh, to, uh, to quote another educational discussion from a film. Uh, they won't even touch you because you don't have those three letters. Um, so getting a master's degree all of a sudden puts me in the running for uh, other positions across the country, maybe the area of men, wherever, whatever. And, and also the, the pay scale changes, by the way. There's a pay scale difference for uh, people who are more highly educated. Ridiculous, I know, but that's how it is. That's how it is. It's important in academia to have that. So without having that, I'm a little bit limited in what I can do in academia. Now, I had never considered getting a, a, a tenured position at a, a university. It's a ridiculous dream. Uh, however, this adjunct teaching is not bad. I'll take it, man. It's all right. It's all right. I like it a lot. Has its ups and downs, sure, but it ain't bullshit like the bullshit I've been doing. This it has a, this respect in it, and there's a value in it too. Much like the bullshit I've been doing, it it does benefit children in the academic space. And I'll use the word children loosely since they're in college, but still. It does benefit them in the academic space, which is the world I've been working in and the world I I really wanted to work in uh, long term had this bullshit worked out. But here I am, I'm at a crossroads. And the question is, do I continue doing what I do or do I go for this uh, dream? So, one thought occurred to me that that should have been my first thought, which is... uh, I've been laid off in my life uh, three times from different uh, corporate jobs. One of them was a very large corporation. One of them was a uh, startup that uh, became very large overnight uh, during the the late 90s. Uh, That was a dot-com. And we all know what happened to them. The first wave of dot-coms. Oh, goodness. And if you don't know what happened to them, there's a great Simpsons episode about that. Uh, but yeah, I worked for one of them too, and that, that went bust overnight. And packing up your, your desk and going out to the parking lot and a walk of shame and all that. The second one, I worked for a large corporation. I was laid off because they were doing a 
uh, an experimental project that didn't go. And the third one I worked for was another startup that was funded by a, a millionaire and uh, lost their funding and, and fell, went belly up as well. Uh, all of those situations, to, and, and all of those places I worked, by the way, I worked there for a substantial amount of time. Now, not six years, of course, not like this one. But I worked there, you know, a year and a half to two years each. The last one I was laid off from, I worked for three years. That was the one that was funded by the millionaire. Uh, and I will not mention his name, but he's he's a known guy. Uh, uh, and a... Uh, a charitable guy uh, involved with Yahoo, say no more. Uh, interestingly enough, those experiences should have taught me that no corporate gig, no full-time gig is permanent. Uh, you know, the experience of being laid off, uh, you know, whether it's economy or the company itself or the management changes or the... Uh, the company gets bought. I, this is another scenario I just recently heard. A company gets bought and they bring on their own, or, or I'm sorry, company merges. They bring on their own staff from the merger and they eliminate redundancies. And most of the time, the company that merges with the most power gets to make those calls and they usually keep their own people. All of those things can happen at any point in your career at any company. So there is no guarantee that the stable thing that, you, that you're hanging on to will be stable forever. There's no guarantee. And the company I currently work for is taking a huge downturn because of market forces and because of shitty management. And none of those things are in my control. It's not because anybody I work with did a shitty job. It's because our management sucks and because the market changed and because they, they're not able to keep up and the industry's changing and all of those things. Those are all factors that are out of your control. Long story longer, you can't count on stable anything. There is no uh, forever any, anymore. I, I've heard that said my whole life. My dad would always say that. Ah, there ain't no uh, pensions anymore. There ain't no, there ain't no career uh, at a factory anymore. Well, no shit, Dad. What is this, the 1950s? Of course it's not. There ain't been that since the 60s, dude. What are you talking about? You didn't have that in your lifetime. This guy. My dad would tell stories, I think, that he heard from his father. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's how that worked. Now, my grandfather was an entrepreneur who uh, managed to leave none of his money behind. Amazing. Anyway, um... Counting on stability is as much a folly as uh, chasing one's dream. And the only time I'm going to regret this decision is when my money runs out. That's, that's what I was thinking about. Because I'm going to emerge from a cocoon into a market that I don't understand. I'm, I'm 40 plus years old. And uh, I'm already confused by some of the marketplace. I'm likely to emerge from three to four year cocoon in graduate school into a world that is even more unfamiliar than this one is to me. Uh, if social media continues the way it continues and if young people continue to be the way they are, I am going to be uh, putting myself in a stasis 
like a deep freeze. Like Austin Powers. To emerge into a world I don't understand. A world that's no longer groovy, baby. And what am I going to do then? You know, that's my real concern at this age. Now, were I a younger man, I wouldn't worry about it so much. But I'm I'm not going to fucking keep up with with what what goes on on YouTube while while I'm working. I don't give a shit about that stuff. I never did. And I hate it more and more every day. And in four years, oh, good God, who knows what that's going to be. Maybe those will be the only jobs anybody gets is on YouTube humiliating themselves. Or pretending that they're awesome. Or asking someone to tell please anyone, tell me I'm beautiful, for God's sake. Oh, who knows what the world will be like when I emerge from that stasis. And it's a scary thought. And that's maybe, that's where the regrets are going to come from. And here's why. If I run out of money during that period in stasis, if I drain all of my assets, etc. Well, how am I going to get back into the job market? And I've already decided I don't want one of these bullshit jobs. I've already decided that. What if I emerge to a world, 2023 or 4, that is all bullshit jobs? What happens then? What am I going to do? What am I supposed to do? I'll go back to tending bar? Oh, I don't know, man. I'll, I'll live the dream of the night manager at the, uh, at the price chopper uh, market where I worked in upstate New York when I was a young man. His dream, this guy, this guy was probably 21 years old. His dream was to get himself a piece of property in a trailer. Right? He called me into his office and he said, I I feel like you've got talent. This is the word he used, talent. By the way, we're putting cans on shelves and unloading a truck. I don't know. I don't know what talent he's referring to, but he thought I had talent. And he said, you know, I had talent, too. And my boss recognized me. And now I'm on my way to purchasing a piece of land and a trailer. I'm like, I got to get the fuck out of this town, man. I'm going back to New York. (laughs) This sucks. Is this what we do? I'd like to talk about getting an apartment. On the west side. You're talking about a trailer. Oh, hey, each to his own, man. Each to his own. It weren't going to be a big trailer either. It was. Oh, by the way, it snows out there real hard. Snows up there real hard. And he's going to live in the trailer on a big piece of property? Is he going to hunt deer? That's what they do up there, man. They hunt deer. And they skin them on the porch. I've mentioned this before. You can look in the archives for that story. All right. I'm going to wrap this up. This is too much. Anyway, I talked about this too much. I think I, I covered it all. Going to grad school in August. I plan to uh, maybe talk about that during or yeah, during the, the uh, situation. During the, the moment. During the stasis, I plan to uh, do some recording. I don't know. Uh, for my kids. For, for, you know, for uh, pros- pro- posterity. Not for prosperity. I know nothing about that. Anyway, all right. This is Landon Angelo.